1: who farted oh it was not me well I got your attention Kevin Goatee here gutting the sacred cow let's talk about our brand new episode I have Rob Patrick from the something something podcast on you know the guy who does our artwork does a masterful job because remember how my how bad mine was he decided to say you know what 1998's Blade just uh, doesn't hold up who did I grab well I grabbed Delvin Cox of course that's one of his all time favorites I think or is it don't forget guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you want to say hello of course also love those five star rating two or three sentence reviews on all of your podcast platforms let's see if Rob Patrick can defang blade gather Well, see, if your father can't pay the rent, go ask Mickey Mantle and see what he tells you. Mickey Mantle don't care about you, so why should you care about him? Nobody cares. Special guest host, Delvin Cox. Welcome back, pal. Thank you, brother. I have no clue what that's from. Wowie zowie. We're going to my buddy Rob Patrick of the old STS podcast. Rob, you got that one. Oh, uh, do you need it again? Yeah. Well, see if your father can't pay the rent, then go ask Mickey Mantle and see what he tells you. Mickey Mantle don't care about you, so why should you care about him? Nobody cares. I have no idea. How about the film? I believe it's nineteen ninety three. Crawled a Bronx Tale. Oh. You know, I was th- I was picturing
2: Chaz Palminteri, but I'm like, I don't know if it was that.
1: That's exactly him. Nice call. That's exactly him. It is exactly him. Kevin Goatee, guest host Delvin Cox, Rob Patrick back. The guy does our artwork. Thank you so much, everybody. Two of my favorites here. And boy, we have an episode for you because Rob, it says, you know, Kev, I've been itching to get back on, but I just can't find the right film. I said, Rob, you have an open invite. Whenever you got something mine, I want to know about it. Hits me up a couple weeks ago and says, Kev, I've got it. We're going to do Blade. And who do I go to? Well, the black man on the podcast, Delvin Cox. Because I know Delvin Cox loves Blade. Without even guessing. <laughs> don't even say a word. <laughs> don't even say we you know this game is played. I said, Delvin is going to be the co-host for this one. I have no doubt about it. That and Kevin Israel just had his second kid. So congrats to him. So. Congrats, <laughs> congrats to <Kevin> Israel. <laughs> <laughs> so your choice be my friend. Uh, but, I, but I jest. 1998 film, and I saw this in college, a $45 million budget, a box office hall of $131.2 million budget. Turn that into 2023 money. $84.3 million budget, $246 million. And I say the first black superhero film, not Black Panther. Or if you want to count Meteor Man, you will then uh, put me in school then. Or Blank Man. (laughs) Blank Man. <laughs> Media Man and Blank Man <laughs> came before it. They show- Oh, we forgot Shazam.
3: Oh, Kazam. Sorry, Kazam. Kazam, yes. Yeah. Kazam. And Jeez. I think Steel, if I remember correctly, Steel was one. after this.
1: <laughs> oh, was it after this one? I think it was, was- after,
3: if I remember correctly.
1: I, I thought it was movie. before, but it was a yeah. terrible movie. Yeah, Awful. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. <laughs> Uh, An IMDb score, as we all know, is 1 through 10 with decimal places. Delvin Cox, guest host, we're going to go to you first. What did Blade get on the old IMDb? I'm going to say 6.5. How about you, Rob Patrick? What do you have for me? I'm going to say 7 even. One of you has received both showcases. Apropos of nothing, because we don't have a Fabio's home game to give you. The answer is 7.1. Oh, Rob Patrick, just a slight pube away. Rotten Tomatoes is a one through 100 scale. We're going to go to you first, Rob. Critics, Rotten Tomatoes score. Go for it. Critics? Critics.
3: 73.
1: 73 Delvin Cox. I'm
3: going to say critics were 56.
1: 56. Okay. One of ooh, I'll give this a showcase showdown winner. 58% Whoa, from critics. Okay. That's two percent points. I'll give you that. Well done, Delvin. Back to you. Uh we're gonna go to Delvin first this time. Audience score, Delvin, for Blade Rotten Tomatoes.
3: Audience is gonna be a lot higher. Audience is gonna be like
1: seventy-nine. How about you, Rob Patrick? Um, uh, I'm gonna say,
2: undercut him a little I'm say seventy-six.
1: What if both of you have won both showcases on this? Seventy eight. Whoa. Okay. Seventy eight. Yeah. Not bad. You guys tag team. That went pretty well. It's like you made it. right. You did the old uh, devil's three way with this one. Quotes. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. I knew he was going to use that one. Come on, man. I use, I use that in an episode <coughs> opening. You knew that was coming. I don't have any other quotes for this film. This film is not quotable for me, but I bet Delvin Cox, I bet you've got a few lined up in the queue.
3: Yes, I do. I know. Let me see. Let me see if I can do his voice. How do you think we can fund this organization? We're not your March of Dimes. <laughs> you give a Frost a message for me. Tell him it's open season and all suckheads.
1: Suckheads. that's like one of those 80s teen films where yes, they couldn't is. curse but they wanted to have something that was a little more eh but couldn't get ah eh with the sting. i
3: i thought when i heard him say it I'm like am i watching the edited version of this because <laughs> i don't remember him saying it like that i don't like, oh, know i'm not
1: what else? any any other ones those are the main two rob what do you have
2: so uh, there was uh, who was the the bad guy again? The, the not Tiki Frost. Frost. Frost, his his boss, Dragonetti. Uh, oh yeah, Dragonetti. <laughs> uh, U- when he just kind of dead stares Frost and just gives him the whole "You bore me." Okay. Um, Whisper had the catch you fuckers at a bad time
1: whistler yeah that's a good one yeah that's a good one And
2: the one that i thought was was actually funny when uh blade picks up the uv light that's attached to the car battery Mm -hmm. and goes it's still heavy and whistler looks at him and goes
1: but you're so big (laughs) that was a good one i smirked that was cute all right five fun facts Initially, the ending of Blade was going to see Frost turning into the blood god, La Magra, which was essentially a swirling mass of blood. While that ending was shot, there were some on the creative team that knew at the script stage it was a bad idea. Some of us knew it was because we read the script and said, this isn't working. But the studio didn't believe it, and it wasn't until we had shot the ending, they just felt it wasn't enough. You know, it really didn't have enough oomph behind it. And Steve, I don't know who that is, came up, I go, the director, came up with a new version and it cost a ton of money and New Line supported it.
3: Smart decision.
1: Yes. Number two, rumors of a Blade film started as early as 1992 with Variety reporting. I have one, two, three other, sorry, two other names, two names, three names total. Who was the first when they came to and who are the two guys after this guy? 1992. That's key. Lawrence Fishburne? That's one of them. I knew that one.
3: All right. Now I don't know the second one. So I'm gonna guess Denzel.
1: God damn, you're good. Wow.
3: Those were the two. two. Those two, are the
1: two. Those, those are the two later ones. Who was the one? Who was the first one? Who was the guy they went to first?
3: That's interesting. I'm trying to think who was big at that time. Who they could have went to? I hope it's not Ice Cube. It,
1: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You're not far off. I'll, but that's the only clue I'll give. Ice Cube? No.
2: Gotta Will Smith?
1: Got No. Got a guess, Rob? No, he's
2: too young. Uh, I don't think they would have gone Eddie Murphy, even though he was big around them with the Beverly Hills Cop stuff.
1: Right. The answer. LL Cool J.
3: That makes sense. That makes perfect sense because I'm trying to think of the time frame of when rappers were hot at the time, like Ice-T was making like a New Jack City, LL Cool J was in stuff. Yeah,
1: yep. that makes perfect sense. Yep, yep, yep. Wesley Snipes, he came attached to the project. Why? This is going to get you guys. He was in discussions with Marvel to play Black Panther. Yep, I knew this. And it was, of course, released 19 and a half years after the fact, but of course, without his involvement. They were Number- like, it's not going to work.
3: Don't do Black Panther, but we'll give you Blade. That's literally how that worked.
1: I mean, he would have been great as, as Panther. I mean, that's that's not, a, that's not a hard limb to go out on after, yeah. the, fa- after the fact. But yeah, it's... Uh... I agree. Number three, the scene where Donal Log attacks Karen in the hospital corridor features lots of screaming, but they knew something was wrong when Log started yelling too during the tussle. He fell face first on the hard floor and completely dislodged his jaw. Ooh. He had broken it on an, in an accident years prior, and opening his mouth too wide and too fast can unhinge it. No bueno. <laughs> Number yeah, four. To, oh, sorry, go ahead, Rob. Don't want to cut they you. They had off. to take
2: him out of the set to a real hospital. Yeah. Still, still in the third degree burn costume. He's all
3: charred up. That That's had to a, be a sight to see.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he goes in the hospital
3: looking like that, like oh shit! Now his jaw's just broken, dislocated. <laughs> just,
1: just <laughs> next one, boy. This next guy was offered a part as Deacon Frost, but opted to do another film in nineteen ninety eight as well. I'll give you a hint. He's a very off. He's a very well known action hero, but not until he did this film.
3: Until he did this, the film that he did, he did, he did passed the, he, up.
1: The, the, the film that he chose to do instead of Blade is what put him on the map, but he's known as a very well-known action. Keanu director. Reeves. No, Rob, you got one? No. Jet Lee. Oh, never would have ever pieced that together. That is interesting. Isn't it? You know what? That kind of makes sense. Right. Number five, when Karen meets Whistler, Blade can be seen holding a map of New Orleans. This not only implies the city that they are in and is an homage to the comic books. Many of the Blade stories occur in New Orleans. Well, then where the hell was this supposed to take place? Because it sure as hell ain't L.A. No, it's not. Uh, I mean, that's a weird subway. And I didn't see anything indicative of New York. So I've read various accounts of where it's supposed to take place. They say L.A., but I, I just don't.
3: It's like a weird nebulous of like, it's like, you know, it reminds me of like Gotham City. Like, it's not, this is where where this movie taking place is not a real place.
1: Yeah, but Gotham City is <laughs> supposed to be Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, some people say I Gotham's Chicago. It depends
1: on.
2: I think it was what? just supposed to be indicative of any major metropolis city that also yeah. happened to have a beach nearby.
1: Correct. Mm, yeah, and the beach nearby why am i missing that what, ha- what what happened
2: that was where wasn't that where they killed uh
1: dragon Area? oh yeah yeah yes. yeah yeah well new york's got beaches too for christ's sakes i don't know yeah, now. yeah, I don't it, yeah. okay uh no, all right that's gonna do five fun facts now let's get right on over to it for ask a gutter where you the herd get to ask us all the questions you want to know about blade and all the f- funness is that a word funness Sure, yeah. it is now. All right, word. Okay, uh right off the bat, at Joe Loves Cam, Is there a better use of an EDM song in the movies than during the opening scene? I'll answer for you both. No, this is the best EDM moment uh, scene, a song in the opening of a, of a film. I was thinking about it long and hard just for a second. Hackers had some good has great songs, great soundtrack, but the opening song nowhere near is this. This this truly Hits on all of the core notes for me. But I'll 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 allow, of course, our gutter Rob to answer it for himself. No,
2: I'll 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 give that to this movie. I agree with that. Delvin,
1: I know you're on board.
3: I am on board because EDM is terrible.
1: Stop it. <laughs> <It's awful>. This <laughs> that song is fucking <laughs> baller. <laughs> At Lord Snurts, why do some motherfuckers try to upskate ice-, ice Hill? Yeah, let's do that over, Kevin. Take two. Lord Snurts asks, why do some motherfuckers always try to ice skate uphill? He loves a quote, but have you seen or heard of someone skating on a hill? Yeah, I don't. I mean,
2: unless like you're watching, you know, your epic fails videos. Right. Probably not.
1: This is like a shitty Polish joke coming to fruition. Like, ah, go ahead and ice skate uphill there, Peter. (laughs) I got nothing else for you on that one. Next is at Brandon Oglesby, the Newark Knight. This is my favorite movie from childhood. Is Blade a bad comic book movie or a bad vampire movie? And that's the first half of his question. So, Rob, have at it.
2: It's an average comic book movie. It is a interesting vampire movie because they kind of do away with a lot of established vampire lore and stuff for
1: the sake of making their movie. Mm-hmm. Delvin, anything to add?
3: I will refrain from answering because I don't want to show my hand.
1: Fair enough. I like the way you've, uh, you play poker with this with this fine podcast. Next part of that question. Should action movies hire experienced martial artists like Wesley Snipes, people who learn over time like Keanu Reeves, or people who learn before shooting like Michael B Jordan I
3: prefer experienced martial artists to make it look real but usually when they have experienced martial artists for the most part a lot of them can't act <laughs> so that's the problem like um what's the guy name
1: Don't you dare he, say Steven Seagal No no i or him too <laughs>
3: yeah. the guy who's in all the later Van Damme movies who's really good like in the the, the old Van Damme movies like Sean Lee like, that guy? no, not, no, not him. Bo
1: uh, Young, uh, I meant.
3: No, not Bo o Young. In the newer, the, in the modern Van Dam movies, I can't remember the guy's name. It's a guy that Van Damme's always in the movies
1: with. I mean, you're talking modern Van Dam. I could like tell Universal you Soldiers
3: four, five, six.
1: I have no idea. I have uh, Universal Soldier one was good enough for me, and I've not bothered with the sequels because yeah. you know I enjoy spare time.
3: I cannot remember
1: this guy's name. He was Michael, something is, like- it, is it Michael Jai White or something? I not like
3: White. Yeah. And he was in something recently, like a major movie. But he's not a great actor, but he's a great martial artist. I can't think of this guy's name. It's gonna drive me crazy now.
1: How about whoever does the best job? How about we just focus on that? That too.
2: Yeah, as long as I mean, as long as they're willing to put in the work and we don't end up with uh like you know, Iron Fist, where they were basically teaching him the martial arts move as they were setting the camera up to film the scene and it showed. Mm-hmm. Um, as it, it doesn't matter whether they knew it before, learn it before, or you know, learn it during. As long as they can pull it off realistically, I don't care which way they do it. To be honest,
3: All Scott Atkins answers.
2: is the answer.
1: Who? Scott Atkins is the as Atkins Diets uh, guy. I don't know heir <laughs> <laughs> to the Atkins Enterprise. He was in John Wick Four. That one you probably know him from. What was okay. What character was he? I mean, I should rewatched it a month ago. He was the guy who was,
3: I guess. Spoilers for John Wick floor, kicked kick John Wick down the stairs. Okay. The, the big, the, the cool ass bad guy who was. No, actually, no, he wasn't. He was the fat guy. I remember now. He was the fat. Oh, guy in the, the guy club. playing
1: poker and, there was, and he throws the, the cards at us, like the the, the 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 playing cards in his face. Yes, the fat guy who he had the right. big fight. Okay, with. I know who that is now. Okay. Yes, I'm with you. At Bango two three three one, where does the Blade trilogy rank in the collection of trilogies that shouldn't exist?
2: How dare you, Pango? I love you. See, Delving. this was an interesting question, too, because I'm curious as to what other trilogies he has on his list that are part of the trilogies that shouldn't exist. I can name one. Okay. Go ahead.
3: And I like one and a half of the movies, The Matrix.
1: I like one of them. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it's a quadrilogy.
3: Uh, yeah, I like. I like the last one. It was okay.
1: Oh, it's terrible, Delvin. Stop I, it right now.
3: I enjoyed it. It, it, my God, this is, it was better than three. I hated three.
1: I hate Three it, made
3: I, me hate the whole trilogy.
1: I hated two more than I hated three, because at least three had the final battle that was good. I'm going to give you some trilogies, and we're all going to say yay or nay. Okay. The first one that Google puts on there, I kid you not, before Midnight, with Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke, if you remember those. I don't even know what the fuck that is.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: no. uh, it's white people fuckery. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> of course, the Dark Knight trilogy.
3: Yeah, I still see existing amazing trilogy.
1: I mean the X Men movies became a uh well, actually they yeah, the first three were a trilogy and they uh one and a half were good. Yeah. I think they I think they deserve exactly to exist. We got a Back to the Future, of course. Of course, yes. Amazing. Oceans Eleven. Uh, have good movies. I think two out of the three are good movies. The second one stinks. I love 13. I don't care. I'll fight you all. I haven't seen 13. It's so funny. It was a group vacation. that. They what, say that again, Rob. It was a group that they filmed. All right. Oh, God. How do you miss this? The, the Godfather?
3: I've only seen the
1: first one. God damn it, Delvin, on your ass. This is a fucking (laughs) American cinematic masterpiece.
3: I've seen the first one. I finally seen the first one recently, so I have to watch the second one. Recently. But the funny thing about it is I've seen Scarface a thousand times.
1: And Scarface is trash. Well, hello, stereotypes. Let's just bow right to those. Yeah. (laughs) Scarface stinks. Uh, Whoa, whoa, the Planet of the Apes trilogy, both old and new. New ones weren't too bad, to be honest. I like the modern ones. The last one stunk. We did it in the podcast. Someone I forgot who it was. The dude who wrote Pete uh, Pete Davidson movie, the uh, the King of Staten Island. Dave, I forgot his last name. But next we have the Naked Gun. Classic. I mean, the yeah, first the, the first two are great. The set the third one is a fucking manatee abortion. Yeah. And then of course I'll only give a couple more because there are a lot. The Die Hard, well, there's four of them. There's more than that, but the original trilogy. Two of the three are good. The second one stinks. Then you have the, the Toby Maguire Spider-Man films and the Tom Holland Spider-Man films.
2: Both are, definitely exist. Both of them are good.
1: Both are good. Uh, yeah, I would say yeah, one. The
2: third, the third Tom Holland Spider-Man could probably go away.
1: No, I disagree. I love the third one. I think the second one can go away. First and third are great. The Maguire ones, the first and second are great. And the third I agree. Is... I agree with Kevin on this one. All right. Well,
2: you like guys. their portrayal of uh, of Venom in the Tom Holland ones?
1: The Venom and Tom Holland ones? Not, not,
2: to, not Tom he's, Holland. Toby
1: Maguire. No, no I hated a, it. First, I said the first two in the, the in first Maguire. two. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I got them backwards. Yeah, yeah. Goblin and uh, Octa Doc Ock are the ones yeah, I'm down yeah. with. The, yeah, the, yeah. Other the one third stinks. one on that one stunk. Yeah, it's trash. Okay, let's move along here. Next t- next question. Oh, at Pedestrian, how much does this movie suck? Let me count the ways. Not really a, a question, but you know what? We love those statements. That'll do it. And by, by the way, guys, hey, no one listens in that a podcast, so we get our plugs out now. Rob Patrick, you're the guest. Why don't you tell everybody what you're up to?
2: Uh, so in July, we actually hit our 10 years of podcasting. So Congratulations. That.
1: that's a monster accomplishment.
2: Yeah. I've been doing that for 10 years. Uh, just recently got into the voice acting thing. You can hear me over at tales of the forgotten network, uh, our podcast over at somethingcast.com. Uh, still, uh, enjoy doing the graphics for this fine show. Gutting Thank the you, sir.
1: Now. Always, always, always thankful of you taking some time out and doing that for us.
2: Oh, Appreciate no, that. it's a rip. The minute you, you message me, you're like, hey, we're recording such and such. Like, I immediately get a vision in my head. And I'm like, all right, now I just got to go find the pictures and the poses. <laughs> um, and I'm getting faster. You are lightning fast. <laughs> sometimes I don't think you've completely hit the send button. And I'm just like, here's an image.
1: <laughs> Delvin Cox. Delvin Cox Experience. What else you got uh, cooking there?
3: Dalvin Cox experience. All and right. also, I'm going to also promote Tales of the Forgotten Network that Rob's on because Rob does a fantastic job on it. And it's run by the uh, amazing Crystal Storm, who does great work. And check out Star Wars Legacy, which I have a brief role in where I get killed. So if you want to hear me get killed on there? There you go.
1: I can only imagine you as the Black r dude That's got to be hilarious.
2: He <laughs> did a hell of a Green Lantern.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was also Green on a, on a um,
2: series, Justice League Mortal.
1: Yeah. Oh, look at From you. The
2: Mortalverse, yeah, and yes. I do Alfred on that one, too, so that's yes. another one I want to shout out over at oh. the Mortalverse.
1: Hilarious. I do commercial voice acting work, but I don't do any character work. <laughs> I, know I, that's, I should be getting hired so, for this, I guess. So for so those you guys who are like
2: wondering, you, yes,
1: you, I
3: was Hal Jordan. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Dalvin, that's just I'm going to let that one go. Radio drama, <laughs> not TV. I'm let that one go. At gutting the sacred cow podcast on Twitter, I'm oh, sorry, on Facebook and Instagram at GTSC podcast. Twitter, we love when you leave those five star ratings and two or three sentence reviews. Please, for the love of Christ, continue to do those. I love screenshotting, screen shooting, whatever, whatevs. I don't think the uh, the correct word is in Webster's dictionary yet. I love putting those up there and sharing those. I we are, And I love interacting with all of you guys on social media at GTSC podcast on Twitter. It's a hoot. It's a holler. And when you see us on the social media posting those clips, I don't care if you really think it's funny or not. Just click like. It helps. That's all I can ask. Well, Delvin, I believe this is Rob's third time. I believe he's 0 for 3. This is 0 for 2 so far. Can he get the proverbial monkey off his back by gutting the sacred cow? We're going to find out. Devin Cox, let's have Rob gut. Gut. The the
2: sacred sacred cow.
1: cow. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's almost like Israel is still here. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be back soon. He'll be back. Go ahead, Rob. Let her rip. So I've broken this
2: down into plot acting and... So we're going to start with the plot. Overall is that Deacon Frost is going to take over running the vampire families from Dragon Eddie and bring them, you know, the millennial is going to bring them into the new age and stop dealing with all the, the fussy and dusty old rules that the old school vampires had. And to do this, he's going to resurrect Lamagra, the blood god which is going to be this worldwide blood phenomenon that will wash over all of the humans and turn all of the humans into vampires. All of the humans, which the vampires need to feed on (laughs) to survive, are now all going to be vampires. Deacon Frost, not very bright.
1: That's a hell of a point. Yeah. I'm
2: also, didn't, didn't he needs the blood of the Daywalker. It is intrinsic that he has the blood of the Daywalker in order to kick this ritual off. But the Daywalker was an anomaly because we wouldn't have a Daywalker if he, ha- if Deacon Frost hadn't had fed on Blade's mother. Do we really think that somebody whose plan to take over the world is to turn all the humans, which the vampires need as food, into vampires had enough forethought of mind to say, I'm going to bite this pregnant woman so her unborn kid becomes a daywalker. So 20 years from now, I can use his blood to kickstart this ritual. But the daywalker was an anomaly. It's not just like a naturally occurring thing. The only reason there was a daywalker was because he fed on Blade's mother when she was pregnant with Blade. Right. So do we really think that somebody who has the mindset of we're going to turn all the humans into vampires so there's no humans left to feed on is his grand plan had enough forethought to bite Blade's mother while she was pregnant to create a daywalker that he could then later use 25 years later to put his grand plan into motion? I I, I don't believe so. No. Well, to
3: be fair, that's why he's only a deacon and not a pastor.
1: Wow. Wow. Someone went to the joke section real early on this podcast. (laughs) Wow. Didn't wait for his notes. Had to come out firing already. Bang. Exactly. Bang, bang. (laughs) Excellent. Please continue, sir. Yes. So.
2: Breaking it down beat by beat. Now, I don't think any of us here would deny Tracy Lords if she was trying to bring us to some underground rave, even if it was hidden behind a slaughterhouse and meat locker. Um, however, was she bringing that dude there to feed because the percentage doesn't work. There was what 200 vampires there and one 90s dude. That's like <laughs> work saying, Hey, we're going to supply lunch for the whole crew and they bring a 10 piece chicken McNugget for everybody. Yeah. Like
1: how does that math even work out? They would have uh, four uh, people ripping limbs, and then one person gets his beeper, and another yeah, gets exactly, his, another gets his Kangol hat. Um,
2: I will give that the opening scene in that kind of underground rave with the music and the blood coming out of the the sprinkler system is awesome and iconic, and that's kind of where the cool stuff ends. Uh. To kind of use Kevin Israel's argument from your Blazing Saddles episode, Mm. it's good for part of the movie, but it doesn't hold up for the entire length. This, in my opinion, does not pass the remote test, because once you get a third of the way through, you can care less about what everything else happens. Like, all the cool shit has already happened. Everything else that comes afterwards is either boring or bad CGI. Um, (laughs) Donald Logue was supposed to have a minor part in this, but so far that they expanded his role that was probably a mistake. I do not find him funny, I do not find him entertaining. If they let him ad lib all of his lines and the best he comes up with is we're going to make him hurt bad, then they probably should have written him a script or told him not to talk as much.
1: You forgot that yeah man, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. which was
2: which was the other 80% of his lines throughout the entire movie.
1: He's like Stifler without the charm or the jokes. That's fair. And um, I love Stiffler. I'm pro Stiffler, FYI.
2: The damage that happens to vampires and people's reactions to them are not consistent throughout the movie whatsoever. He can punch one and it turns to ash. He can shoot one and it turns to ash or he can shoot one and it just sticks him to a wall because... Plot doesn't want this one dead. we need him to stick around so we can send a message back. and then you've got a black guy in New Orleans running around with two guns and a katana, and nobody bats an eye.
3: Oh, I made a I made definitely noticed that point
2: yeah yeah in other <laughs> scenes, one gunshot goes off, and people flee like crazy. If this is New Orleans, that probably wouldn't happen to be fair. they this are playing scene in particular. Musical game of guess that caliber, you know, every other night. But the the crowd reaction to what was going on around them was not consistent in any way, shape, or form. Nor was Blade's killing of the vampires that he was hunting. I- I'm, I'm going to help
3: you a little bit. I'm going to give you one of my points because th- this okay. is something that annoyed the shit out of me in this movie. There's one scene in particular that I know as hell can never happen in real life. There's a scene where Blade and I can't remember the girl's name, takes the cop outside in the middle of the street. He's bloodied up. He's bleeding. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, And Blade's beating on the cop. No one's paying attention in his busy street. And then he starts shooting at a police officer in broad daylight.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and like, and then people just, just think, about their business. people scream for a second. And then when he stops shooting, they just go about their business like, that's, that would not happen. Like you can't just shoot at a cop in broad daylight. Everybody's going to be like, oh, I guess that just happened.
2: Mm. Uh, I would like to add to your list of fun facts, uh, Kevin Goatee. Yes, sir. When Blade is strapped to the chair and Whistler is giving him the serum, that reaction that he gave was the same reaction Wesley Snipes got when he got the letter from the IRS. I
1: knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I you say it.
3: The fun fact was that was a real cop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's like, oh, by the way, they have like a treasure, a treasury department guy dressed up like, oh, by the way, you've been served. Motherfucker. And exactly. Tied down with the with the arms of the, <laughs> the, each side of the, the, the chair. Hilarious.
2: Um, Nonsensical scenes. I mean, I get that they were trying to show like the relationship between Blade and Whistler is sitting in the dentist chair covered in blood and bullet holes and everything near death. Right. And blade comes over with a napkin and starts like (laughs) wiping something away from like the corner of his eye and the top. What was that all about? What was he trying to accomplish there? Was it, was it just the, Hey, there's somebody here, you know, you're not going to die alone kind of thing, but apparently even snipes couldn't get through that scene without laughing because it was so
1: pointless. It's like the mom who like licks her like a napkin or a tissue and goes, "Oh, you got some schmutz on your face." He's just dabbing away. Yeah, after and you came through in a- blood. By the way, yeah. I love how he just laid there for like at fifteen Mississippi, and then with, you hear him breathe. Like, wait a minute, hold yeah. on, you're not underwater trying to hold your breath with your friends or something like that, guy. It's the the, the reveal I thought was pretty weak of that he's still alive. And then if you yeah. think that's if you think that is silly. Wait till Blade 2, if you haven't seen that yet. Oh,
3: I hate that.
1: The reveal or the movie? The reveal. Okay.
2: Well, and the other uh, reveal was, you know, Mom, why are you lying in my bully's bed? (laughs) To find out that his mother is still alive. And then they waded into this weird, almost incest angle for what purpose I have no idea what that was all about, but that was fairly uncomfortable and unnecessary. Um, and as as much as they want to say that Wesley Snipes is martial artist and the fight scenes, this and that, the fight scenes in the beginning of the movie, I'll give you, were pretty decent. But the fight scenes that he's doing with Stephen Dorff at the end were absolutely horrific. And this is coming from somebody whose uh, sword training ends at Renaissance Festival. Watching these two guys just swinging pointed metal sticks at each other over and over was jaw-clenchingly terrible.
1: I like how you um, sword, you would hear when someone says you have sword training, they're like, oh, really? Did you fight another meth head at a flea market <laughs> <laughs> selling katanas? <laughs> no, I want the last VHS copy of Mallrats. Fuck off. <laughs> Uh, When it comes
2: to acting, I already touched on the whole Donald Logue thing. I I don't uh, he was unnecessary. They didn't need him to do as much as he did. Uh, His lines have the depth of a Shaquille O'Neal rap album.
1: When it comes to diesel, how dare you? (laughs) Please. (laughs) Shaq Fu, all that good. Well, you're right. I'm, I'm being silly, but, you know, on the Fushnikins, true Fushnik. I'm with that. Not gonna, not gonna lie. I'm with that. i with that. Great Go, that go back great. and
2: listen to. You know I got skills and try to no, make that same. I line. won't do that,
1: but I'll no, say for, for one for for about three verses. That's so I know they carry the entire song, but he's right. not bad in one verse, well, a few verses, but right.
2: Well, but they should have done that with Donald Lowe. They should have let somebody else carry most of the heavy lifting and just give him one or two lines. Fair. Um the the line that. I found very face palming was actually from Deacon Frost. You may wake up one day and find yourself extinct. That's kind of the vampire equivalent of make like a tree and get out of here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, that, that, that's uh that's a great point. That's wow.
2: They didn't need any of the romance between Karen and Curtis. Curtis was completely unnecessary as the, Boyfriend giving her some space, but not really giving her some space. The only reason they kind of prefaced him in the beginning was so that when he came back afterwards, the audience was like, Oh yeah, it's that guy. Like this nobody is, remembers. She almost didn't remember who his fucking name was. This is
1: <laughs> the this is the lamest retread version of the Rancor from Return of the Jedi, I thought. <laughs> fair, very fair. But you're you're 100% right about that. You did he we need a call back with him, him come back. I yeah, mean, not at all. If, if the first time you saw this film, I guarantee you cuz I was I'm in this boat, hand raised. I had no idea that was him for, until he said the catchphrase, what we something like we couldn't work out or we couldn't make it happen together. Yeah. You know, Who is this guy? And I I I have jokes written in my notes about why.
2: Um now we get to the CGI. The CGI in this movie is terrible. And this is the better version of the CGI. I will admit that in my misguided youth, I had the DVD of this movie and they have the original ending as an extra scene on the DVD. Now, it might not be completely finished, but it's literally like 14 minutes of just dead silence watching (laughs) this like Kool-Aid man blood tornado kind of thing just whip around uh, Wesley Snipes in the chamber and then break out and just kind of like wash over the planet.
3: While this is happening, does someone say, oh, yeah,
2: oh, I was going to wait for stupid. something to get there. Um, The dancing baby screensaver looked more realistic than any of the effects in this movie. and <laughs> You can't make an argument that, well, this movie came out in 1998, so of course the effects aren't going to be that great. Armageddon, Deep Impact, Dark City, Godzilla, Deep Rising, Lost in Space. Not saying they're great movies, but all came out in 1998 and all had miles and miles of better special effects than Blade did in the same year.
1: I'll re-raise you and go 1991 and 1993. Jurassic Park, 93. T2 in 1991. I mean, Jurassic
2: Park is Spielberg, though, too. So, like, you almost can't even put them in the same category, but your point is still valid. Yeah, The end result for me, Blade is a fun movie for about 20 minutes, but fun doesn't equal good. I'm a huge fan of Hudson Hawk. That is a fun movie. It is not a good movie,
1: but I've I've never seen Hudson Hawk.
2: Blade can't even manage an entire movie of fun, but good. It's a third fun and the rest of it just becomes boring. And for that, I think nostalgia is a very fickle mistress because that's what people love about this movie, the nostalgia of it, but it doesn't hold up if you try to rewatch it in current time. One to (sighs) 10. I'm going to give it a five.
1: (laughs) Well, let's see what Lord Snurts has for the predictions. Oh, would you look at that? He has you as a five. You must have looked. he He nailed it. Good job, Snurts. Snurts kill. Snertz has me to a T on these scores. He nailed you dead nuts on, Rob. So hopefully you uh, you were uh, you did not take a look at that score, but he got it five. Okay, Delvin Cox. Can't wait for you to take the pro side of this one.
3: All right, let's start <laughs> in the beginning. Let's get to it. The club scene in the beginning definitely looks like a club Kevin Goatee would go to and do blow off a vampire's ass.
1: <laughs> you know me so well, my friends. Also,
3: the club scene with the Yakuza also looks like a club Kevin Goatee would go to
1: and do blow off a vampire's ass as well. Now that now that I take umbrage with. Now, I, how dare you?
3: It's, it's <laughs> the difference. One young Kevin Goatee is going to, one modern Kevin
1: Goatee is going to. Audience, Wh- you forgot which one is which. What, well, what's your what's your take on that? I, let me wow. Know your, I got to hear where, which one I'm going to now versus when I was a, a, a youngster.
3: You're not going to the the, the blood club <laughs> as, as you now. No way in hell you're going to go get blood dripped on you.
1: <laughs> not I'm all decked out. But the music was better than the fucking Japanese club, that's for yeah, sure. It
3: definitely was. <laughs> it definitely was. Also, also, my second thing I knew about this movie was, how did this, okay, This guy gets brought to the club. None of the other vampires brought anybody in. Just this one fucking loser who who decides to, after Tracy Lords leaves him, he's flirting with other vampires and stuff. He decides to stay in this club by himself. Who the fuck does that?
1: Well, she didn't. I mean, she was still there. I mean, she wasn't like she just ding-dong ditched him. Nah, she
2: kind of walked away. She walked off like I. You go do. And he well, started, she was dancing with the other chick and completely paid him no attention after that. Yeah,
1: and then he started going. That's to all, try to talk to the other other that, That's for show, though. I think that's more for show. Like, I'm going to flirt with them, get them all hot and bothered. Chicks do that stuff.
2: Okay, let me ask you a quick question, then, Kevin. Not to interrupt on Delvin here, but yeah. let's say, let's say you are in this nightclub, either young Kevin or old Kevin, <laughs> and something drips onto your hand from the ceiling. Oh, that, that's are not the, the you, point. <laughs> Yeah, that's what yeah, the I'm point. A, a, Fucking yeah. just losing taste and blood off the ceiling for who yeah, does that?
1: I'm, I'm not a I'm not a happy camper. Uh,
2: uh, maybe maybe young tire. Kevin would, depending on you know how many he tied on before he went to the
1: club. But <laughs> still, who who does that? Yeah, you're right. That doesn't happen. Say it. <laughs> yes. In in
3: my days, young devil went to many clubs, and there was things dripping on him. I tell you one thing: I wasn't trying to take none of that shit. <laughs> absolutely not I didn't go like oh what is this no nah. no absolutely not I-, I will say this about this scene Blade coming in this scene and kicking ass in the club still cool as fuck Wesley Snipes is a true martial artist kicking ass and scene was amazing it still holds up it holds up better than a lot of scenes in modern movies at least in terms of the action wise so that was really cool to see I will say this: there was some parts that kind of made in that scene that I noticed like this is kind of weird, like the chick who just yelled at Wesley knife waiting for him to kill him, kill her. Mm-hmm. She's yelling, "Fuck you!" And he, he just blew her head off. I'm like, why did you wait? Why did you not attack him? Why are y'all just standing here letting Wesley knife kick your ass? It was I'm like, all right, I guess this is the thing. But nonetheless, it was it was good. Now, another thing I noticed was why did Blade? What was Blade's plan when he let the guy he burnt alive live?
1: So he, to tell, give Deacon Frost a message. He said,
3: "Yes, but, but he knew because the police. As soon as he said that, the police got there. So he knew the guy wasn't gonna get Deacon Frost immediately. So the guy went to the hospital, killed someone, <laughs> killing people and stuff like that. Then Blade comes back. Oh, I forgot to finish the job. So
1: what the you fuck are you talking go. about?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you came back to let him go
2: again? <laughs> like, My Is- bad." <laughs>
1: This is the dumbest version of a cat and mouse game I've ever seen.
2: Yes. The nonchalant way that the cops also just pointed to Donald Oaks' character was just like, put him out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Walking through all this blood, all this carnage, and that's the way. You know, nobody's the, freaking out. Nobody. I know they're on the payroll for
1: Frost, he but had still, this, he had the same reaction like watching some homeless guy jerk off on the subway. Like, ah, put it away already. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Finish up. God damn it! Get out of here, you scamp.
3: And then there's the scene like after Blade sees Karen Jensen gets bit and stuff, he throws her across. The, the um,
2: oh. <laughs> across
3: the, the skyscraper area, and she just happened to land on a soft spot. <laughs> it's like a little area, almost like a video game where it's like land here. <laughs> it's one of these boxes of stuff after right Atlanta.
1: It's like it's NES track and field with a power pad.
3: <laughs> like what is going on here? It, it was so silly. And then you have the scene where I think it's in this scene where Blaze driving the car. The, the car driving scene in this movie looks terrible. It looks really really bad it looks, looks like something from like the 70s because you have the like the the painted on background almost it looks terrible i don't know and I, I will agree with rob a lot of the cgi and stuff like that does not hold up in this movie mm-hmm. it's really bad especially when they show blood the blood looks like an n64 game <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, <laughs> do- it's like doom on the old computer version <laughs> when it first came out oh, or, or GoldenEye. that's even better yes and- I
2: thank you for bringing the scene because I sat in my note DGI, expect to see Sergeant Joe Friday sitting next to Blade in that car with the way that background <laughs> scene was going in the back window. The background
3: was going and stuff, and the car wasn't moving. It was so, so bad. Like, what's going on?
1: Like every James Bond film with Connery where they have <laughs> the slightest of wind machines blowing hair because he's driving a car like this, but he's driving in a straight line. Oh <laughs> yeah. all- Hitchcock throwing away at the steering wheel. Yeah, Hitchcock did that too. But they also I make mean, fun of this too all the time. You guys listen to the podcast. Whenever someone plays video games in the movie, it's like they're having a Michael J. Fox like spasm attack, and like they're yes. playing like e- <laughs> like every move for them is e Honda or Chun lis like a rapid leg kick or a hundred hand slap. And it's <laughs> exactly. never just it's never just just like oh, you know, it's always like perfect points about Kate in point case in point a 40 year old virgin when they're playing Mortal Kombat. That's that's my case. I'm no one kidding. plays Mortal Kombat like they did. No, no. video
2: <laughs> chess, and they're putting in the Konami code super quick on the <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I will say this also: Deacon Frost, in terms of a character, terrible bad guy. His plot doesn't make any sense, he's not very I didn't get it. Like, he wasn't threatening to me. Like, ah, whatever. He's he's there. He's not the star. He's just there. But the man likes a lot of black chicks. So I got to give him credit there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: every time. Like, like, they would just show Deacon Frost with, like, like they'll show him, like, a couple of white chicks. All, and all of a sudden, here goes a black chick. And the black chick is always the one who's the most flirtatious. Like, ah. You knows for something
1: but he had that but he had that german the blonde german gal up his uh up his ass yeah. all the time
3: yeah and he wasn't paying too much attention to her no it was so weird because then like there was a scene where in his bed with the black chick not 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 Blaze's wife who blaze mom who he was clearly banging but
1: that was the number one in his stable by the way
3: yes exactly so now nathan she's still gorgeous
1: very attractive
3: also very crazy apparently
1: oh Okay. Thanks, <laughs> a t- thanks a lot. Thanks a
3: lot, TMZ. Yeah, there's a story about her and Beyonce. That's wild. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, let me, let, me, let me ask you a question about this because I thought this was interesting. Deacon's Frost, band of vampires, looked like they were on a scale of either coke addict, meth addict, or crack addict. <laughs> Like, they all, none of them look like the Twilight vampires or, or any sort of vampire. You know how you, you see in movies and stuff, vampires being hot and stuff like that? All these vampires, look, they were high or coked up or messed up out of their minds. I'm like.
1: Because there's no hangover when you're a vampire. And all you do is drink blood. You don't suck down cheeseburgers from McDonald's. It's a blood-based <laughs> diet. That's why they're so skinny and rip shit shape. That's why you think they're meth heads or coke well, heads. So, <laughs> duh.
3: So, so the blood diet makes you like a meth addict essentially.
1: I'm, yeah. So I guess Renfield, I the blood is the life. I mean, those guys were going crazy for that. Like they were trying to get their next fix. Yes. I wonder if there's like a I wonder if there's like a fentanyl portion to being a vampire if you drink the wrong blood that's tainted. Like can can you poison somebody like with fentanyl? <laughs>
3: that's a good point. Question for Kevin Goatee.
1: Oh, here we I go. This more, question more, more more club questions about me banging chicks in there or something like that. Oh, yes, it is. In fact. I know I know I know your I know your logic, <laughs> my friend. I know you too well. So go ahead.
3: Kevin, have you ever tongue-kissed a woman with blood all over her face? No. Then you are not a badass like Dick and Frost I, is. No. <laughs> this was this man's move. If a woman had blood on her face, he was kissing her and they were sharing it. Just the walking tuberculosis all through this film.
2: Robin. Kevin, have you ever tongue kissed a girl who had whipped cream all over her face?
1: I have done that.
2: Okay. So the reason Deacon Frost is doing that is because he's a vampire too. Yeah. yeah. So the blood really doesn't bother him. You got yeah. to compare kind of apples, apples to apples, to apples yeah. here. Yeah. yeah that wasn't uh, a
1: fair comparison. You're right. Nah. Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, Rob makes a great point. It is, that is fair. <laughs> all
3: right. Now let's get the. Kevin and Rob's favorite character,
1: Pearl. Oh, yeah.
3: Why the fuck was Pearl in this movie?
1: Do you know that that Pearl, as a fun bonus fun fact, was supposed to be a gay vampire, but they felt it didn't pay off? Guess what? They would be right. Yes. We're going to have Pearl getting face-fucked by another dude who just, because she's morbidly <laughs> obese, she can't move. He's going to slam some junk in, her, in, her, in his face. No, there's no need for that. Thank God they passed on that. Yes. Also,
3: why... in well, I guess it was the 90s and probably 80s thing for that matter too. Why every time they introduce a really fat character, they automatically have to fart? It oh, never the
1: hacky, yeah, the, the hacky, like, yeah, like, oh, like a gold member kind of thing. or No, fat bastard, that's what I'm going to say, fat bastard. Yes, because awesome as powers. soon
3: as you see, the first thing you get from Pearl when she comes in the scene is she farts. Right. Like, why is that necessary? Like, in, in this supposed to be serious movie, why add that in there? It was just such a like,
1: it's a, lazy, it's a lazy joke. It really is a lazy yeah. joke.
3: If you guys notice, I haven't mentioned this vampire society because it sucked. It was a terrible idea with a terrible plan. I don't know why these people was in here. They were just in there for Frost and cannon fodder like this. I don't care about these people. They, they were like this, this, they don't, they don't, and they only show them like, like two or three scenes and the scenes are just basically say, okay, the Frost works for these guys until he doesn't work for these guys. They don't explain how they don't explain for what reason why does he have to listen to why is he not on his own he should be trying to catch these guys to do something else i'm like uh oh, this is this is not interesting the whole scene with whistler when they kill whistler was a cool scene but all the random violence acts of this movie all right random violence in this movie was ridiculous that nobody reacted to any of it cops getting shot at <laughs> blades literally killing motherfuckers in broad daylight in the streets and nobody, yeah this is fine like, these are just regular people like, like, like they you no, they were like it was like pl- they were playing GTA <laughs> like,
1: Wait a minute I remember this and now I had to Google it and I and I've had to keep pursuing this but wasn't Jessica Beale and Blade Trinity Whistler's daughter because it says Abigail Whistler yes, yes she but was. they say in the first film that Whistler's parents, his family got killed by vampires, which that's is what, why he's out doing what he does. Exactly. I expected more than an exactly the way you, you compounded I mean, that Blade effect. 3 was just I, a terrible movie. I was going to say, he, oh, it was awful. And, yeah, and fuck
3: Blade 3, all except for the fact that Wesley Snipes got so mad, he didn't want to be referred to as anything but Blade
1: while shooting that film. He also only had the AD talk to everybody because he wanted to talk to the director because he hated him that much.
3: Yes let's let's wind this down with some my many complaints the, the whole scene where they catch blade and all this stuff deacon frost has the serum in his hand the quote-unquote serum he what well, he thinks is blade serum right why did he not break this why didn't he just destroy it at that point if he know if he in his mind if he thought this was the thing that gave blade power and he knows blade is a bad guy why at any point in time he didn't just say you know what let me destroy this so blade doesn't have access to this instead of just throwing it to the side i think the fight scenes in the movie are all great until the final battle with deacon frost and it's a clear it's clear to me that you have a martial artist with a guy who doesn't know how to fight because this fight was fucking terrible it was really bad and the CGI in it was awful too. Looked like looked like Blade was fighting a, a bowl of jello. <laughs> it was just awful. And, and I just wanted it to end. Like I wish it could have ended with all the other fights leading to Deacon Frost instead of Deacon Frost. It should have been just like shoot Deacon Frost in the head and just end it. They, they, the fights were terrible. The last fight was just awful, awful, awful. This movie is made by the charisma of Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Nothing more nothing less. All, everything else in this movie is just window dressing. You're here to see Wesley Snipes and that's why even with all the bad things about this movie that I don't like, it's still a lot of fun because you just hear Wesley Snipes and you can tell the parts where Wesley Snipes ad lip shit, like he's like, "Motherfucker, what? It's <laughs> like, yeah. like that wasn't in the script, Wesley. He's just ad-libbing things and you can tell he's having fun and, and doing the fight scene and stuff like that. I think his charisma is so far head and shoulders above everybody else, it makes the movie fun. The things that Rob saying are very valid. The plot's nonsensical. A lot of the, the CGI doesn't hold up. But Wesley Snipes, in terms of his role, is so good, it at least makes the movie decent. And in terms of a superhero film, it's good. The, the, you know, you just didn't really have great comic book movies around that time. And I think Blade was kind of the... Start of decent comic book movies.
1: It's the reason all these other films got greenlit. It's the bottom yes. line. It's 100% yes. why they got greenlit.
3: Because, much like Iron Man, Way wasn't a property that people would really think to become like a big hit. And it did. And it was good for the time. A fair assessment of this movie is a seven.
1: Lord Snurts has you at an 8.2. Lord nurse
3: was. Wrong on this one. Yeah, I will oh. give it a seven. I think it was. I think it's good. It's not great. It doesn't hold up. But I think what holds up on it is Wesley Snipes' charisma and his fighting ability.
1: Delvam, you got your score. You said sorry. Say that again. Seven, seven. James, we had you at a five. Let's see what I got to say. Yeah. These notes. Brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where you can get a sweet ass hat bag, hat bag, mug, shirt, whatever. More importantly, give us that follow. Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast on Twitter, Instagram, sorry, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and at GTSC Podcast on Twitter. Notes. The first eight minutes of this film are banging. Easily one of the catchiest songs matching the scene, and if you disagree, you're wrong. I've been to a bunch. I've been to a bunch of clubs in different cities with some of the weirdest themes. Never have I been to a meat locker that is a cover for an underground club. But hey, nice to know that I can swipe a bone in ribeye after I pretend to dance. After I pretend to dance enough. To engage meaningless conversation with a woman yoked out on Adderall but sporting store bought D cups, you know what? The oh, you know what they needed less words, Kevin. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> try to shoehorn too much, and God should edit it. I swear, I thought the white guy in the Kangol was Stephen Baldwin,
2: <laughs>
1: and bad. white and white guys who wear Kangol's are as douchey as Stephen Baldwin.
3: That is also correct.
1: My first guesses for Blade were Jaleel White, Malcolm Jamal Warner, or any of the homeboys in outer space. (laughs) Wow. That's that's an awful show. And this is why I could never be a police coroner. Uh, In case a charred corpse just suddenly woke from the dead and bit me, does that qualify for hazard pay? And is this revenge for coroners who fuck corpses? I need to know this. Yes. (laughs) As for a friend, of course. So Blade is invulnerable, super strong, and his third superpower is throwing a woman out of a window across the street onto a tarp, and she only experiences a slightly separated shoulder. Noted. Yes. Blade and Whistler have a very weird Martin McFly-Doc Brown relationship. Did you know that? Old white man brings home young black boy. Is this the goth episode of Different Strokes? <laughs> <laughs> The only people I hear talk about being purebloods today are the Italian people. We know if you're a pureblood Italian because you're not wearing a track suit and you're not announcing you're Italian every eight seconds. That's how we know you're really Italian. And for the price of three Seiko or Timex watches, you too can get blood uh, vampire serum like Blade does. This is something I'm surprised. they have, He has no relationship with his shop owner who makes the medicine for him. How does he find him? How does he get this stuff? How does he know he's got to trade in these shitty watches? Where does Blake get the watches? I would have liked to have a little more character depth with this guy because I think there is more meat on that bone than oh, they gave
3: He did say in a quick scene where he gets the watches from.
1: I missed it. Where?
3: he In the scene where he gets the cop, the human cop. He steals his watch. And then uh, she's like, you're going to take his watch. I'm like, how do you think I pay for all this shit? <laughs> he just keeps You're on. right.
1: Okay, missed it. There's an answer. That's a that's a perfectly good answer to a question. Hey, again, if I was bitten by a charred vampire corpse who turned out to be undead, I demand another weapon from Blade, and just a slight upgrade of garlic spray to pepper spray. La Magra sounds like a shitty Latin rap gang. <laughs> The first thing you will do? What would you? What's the first thing that you would do if you both got superpowers? My answer: I would go on the subway and touch all of the walls and rails and not wash my hands. Well, oh, you're a brave man. <laughs> I'm undead. I can't die from the, I can't die from infection. What about you, fellas? Any special vampire powers? When the doc asks Blade how he knows they're vampires, and Blade says, "By the way they smell and walk." I can do the same for people from Ohio. I can smell, I know exactly (laughs) just by you walking and you're talking and you're just dumbness about you. You're from Ohio. I would rather be on an airplane where someone sprays diarrhea down the aisle before I listen to those two Asian girls rapping in that vampire club. (laughs) This is equally as bad as any rap song you hear on Kids Bop or as bad as Jack Harlow. I knew I'd get you with that one, Delvin. Yes. Hey, you guys know you said before the uh, the porn star Tracy Lords is in this. Which is your uh, favorite movie that she's done? Trick question, because if you answer that, you're a pedophile because she all she did were make films that were underage. I saved you both. No, well, she was that. in that Johnny Depp movie. No, the porno movies. I'm saying. Oh, 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 yeah. She also did the one of the the main song, house music song for Mortal Kombat. She did. Control. Yep. Huh? I know that. I had the soundtrack. Surprise. None uh, doesn't surprise me at yeah. all. <laughs> Shocked and surprised face right here. Pearl, the record keeper, looks like if Pizza the Hut fucked a Juggalo, who was also the star. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I'm still getting the setup out there. That- you don't, don't need know.
2: anything else after that. After one. Fuck the Juggalo. Period. Stamp. Yeah.
1: I was going to say he was also the star of an episode of My Six Hundred Pound Life. Maybe I should have flipped the order of that one. Ugh. But uh, listen, mission accomplished. Hey, how is this movie not made into a video game? Every single action film movie they made in the nineties and two thousands became a shitty video game. This was not. You
3: know what? This one didn't. Blade Two
1: did. Did it really? Okay. It's on. It's on PS Two. It's not good. I. Good thing I don't know about that. It, it yes. saved me. It saved me fifty bucks. Yes. The soundtrack has two banging ass songs on it, but the rest, I just listened to it again the other night. I go ah because I own it. Not that good. I feel Whistler's origin story of the stranger killing his vampire has been used eight billion times before, especially yes, in I John have. Carpenter's Vampires. You ever see that movie with James Woods? I have. It's a guilty, it's a bad movie, but it's a guilty pleasure bad movie.
2: I agree. So amazingly quotable, too.
1: Yeah. The reveal with Blade's mom is a very weird choice. And if Frost has his mother shackled up, why not use Blade? Sorry, why not use her as bait to flush out Blade sooner? I don't know, when he's a kid? Like years ago. Yeah. (laughs) But the real insult is Frost just bawling out Blade's mom at Will. That's the real fuck you. And by the way, what kind of mother stands by as her child is about to be sacrificed? Besides Chris Jenner, what other other moms? <laughs> Instead of pimping out Kim to Ray J, Chris could have taken that pipe herself, like a lady. Yes. <laughs> The male doctor, Curtis, as you'd said, who got bitten and then reemerged in the pit, a very weird choice. Also, here's another fun fact. Did you know side effects of vampirism are also including suddenly developing a British accent like that guy had when he became a vampire? (laughs) I go, what the fuck? What does he sound like a Shakespearean bard talking? Because he got
3: bit by Benny Hill.
1: I I LOL'd when Blade ripped out that dude's throat. I always laugh when guys get their throats ripped out, so Roadhouse always gets a chuckle out of me. What's taken longer? This third act or Wesley Snipes paying his taxes? Ah, there you go. (laughs) You knew it was going to come. Check. That CGI is as bad as the virtual reality scenes in Lawnmower Man and Virtuosity. (laughs) Both bad. The ending of this film. How does Dr. Karen survive after Whistler tells her earlier, you only have a day, maybe two at the most, but she walks away in the sunset. No serum, no, no magic potion. She's figured out just ah, You'll be okay, kiddo. Just kidding. I'm a shitty doctor. (laughs) No one wants to acknowledge us. Okay. In conclusion, I love this when it came out, saw it in the theater. I own it. Whenever that opening scene is on cable, remote test without 10 times out of 10, I get sucked in upon rewatch. This lamagra story is really weak. Shit. I was said, ah, the pacing slowed down and there were too many who gives this shit scenes. I was, when Rob said blade ago, Oh dude, I love blade. He's running up, a uh, running on a buzzsaw. The first third of this film. Solid. Love it. The last two thirds, nothing great. I hate to say this, this does not pass the remote test anymore. First, thir- first twenty minutes, you got me. After that, next, nowhere near as good as I as I, the first few viewings. Now I've got to go rewatch Blade Two and see how well that holds up. I, I remember I own Blade Two, I liked it, but in this score. <sighs> I hate to do this five out of ten you know the harbinger of death god damn it race to canis you were right and it makes me sick to say that because he said something before like, you know what i want to come on and do blade he goes boy that doesn't hold up first 20 minutes he's wrong as usual but after that i go fucking guy's right man this isn't you're never holding gonna up hear the end
3: of this. you know that right
1: well, you are f- never going to hear the end of this even a blind squirrel the, finds a notch the, the fact that rob
3: got a new blade <laughs> and him, you're never going
1: to hear the end of this Critics, five-star reviews. A masterclass of style and swag, dripping with blood and flair, filled with iconic badassery to the brim. So uh, Written by someone who was never a badass at any point of their life. <laughs> Accurate. Come for the blood rave, stay for the kick-ass action sequences. Other than those first couple kids, that well has run dry. And for a while, anyway, this vampire picture flies. Ah, a bat pun. You cheeky bastards. <laughs> Next, Last one. Warning. Blowhard forcing an agenda that doesn't belong. Here we go. In so many ways, Blade was made for today. For today's politics. For, day, for today's television screens. And for today's marginalized audiences. Delvin as the black man on this on this episode, you have to laugh at that blowhard horse shit. I'm, I am stunned. I was waiting for for you to say who wrote it. Written I by? I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> David Duke, that's good. I should have snuck one of them there. I got plenty of those later on, don't you worry. Uh yeah, that person's an asshole. A critics one-star one star reviews. A futuristic gore fest that spills oceans of sticky stage blood, but misses in a rather anemic attempt to pierce the heart. Why is it futuristic? You're exactly right. Why is it? <laughs> there, there's no special tech. Yeah, the this, music. This is, the music is at best. Is that why? Yeah. Lazy. Yeah, uh,
2: Frost's 13 inch screen laptop looks like it weighs 15 pounds. What kind of <laughs> what kind of futuristic tech is he talking Nothing's about? Futuristic about this movie. <laughs> A, a sonic laptop. They're not even business anymore.
1: It was like one of those fat-bottomed uh, iMacs, he had like the bubble iMac <laughs> in the back. <laughs> Sad to say that Blade is at best a second-rate pulp, hampered by excessive length, a thematically meandering screenplay, and lack of general excitement. Not that not that off. Such techno action may give Blade enough power for a sequel, but one is left wondering whether there's, there's any room for its central character to sustain interest beyond this flashy debut. What? Okay, I got it. Written by Steven Seagal. (laughs) (laughs) Blade is often ridiculous, most poorly written, and surprisingly poor acted too. Signed, Jean-Claude Van Damme. There you go. (laughs)
2: There you go.
1: There we go. It's Amazon five-star reviews. It's Wesley, it's vampires, it's motorcycle and cool weapons. Smiley face crying emoji. Why are they crying? I don't know. <laughs> it's crying smile, it's crying, crying laughing emoji.
3: Oh, gotcha.
1: I have only 32 movies I am willing to watch over again. This is one. Signed, Joe Biden. There's <laughs> <laughs> another one. Eat your, gar- eat your garlic, kids. Signed, every New York City cab driver. Hey, there's another one. <laughs> Amazon, one-star reviews. Hmm. Part human, part vampire hybrid becomes Vampire Hunter. Can you say, every other vampire movie made? But wait, here's the twist. The lead character is black. Sadly to say, that is the only original thing in this movie. I believe that if A a Clockwork Orange was rewritten today, instead of going into detail about the, the violence in the film Alex was forced to watch, they would simply say, The men in the white coats lifted his eyebrows and made him watch Blade. Oh, I forgot, in case you haven't read a book that doesn't have pictures, because the people who enjoyed Blade are the same people who think The Rock can act. Mm -hmm. Also written by David Duke. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You love this section. Someone had opened an account with my debit card. (laughs) Amazon. The Kevin Israel special. Amazon. Amazon refused to remove my card from the account because I couldn't give the name that it was under. Personally, think they should have tried to help me more than they did. They basically told me there wasn't anything they could do. So they took well over $300 from me and made me feel like it was my fault. Someone someone was robbing me. Protect yourself when using Prime. They will not help you if someone steals your info. Signed, Vivek Ramaswamy.
2: (laughs) Me think the sir doth protest too much. How do they not, how do you, is it your credit card, but they, but you don't know the name on the card.
1: What was, oh God. Was something something like I, I, that's not my movie. I watched 95 times like Naughty Nurses nine. I forgot it was. (laughs) (laughs) I collect vampire movies, but this was dreadful. It features Snipes at his most shallow and contrived. He plays. Basically, a flat lawnmower-style vampire killer. He literally walks into rooms full of vampires and mows them down. Yawn. As far as action films, this ranks with stale bashers like Demolition Man. How fucking yes. dare you bad Fuck this person. Demolition Man. That film is an absolute joy and satirical action film. The best one of the best satirical action films ever made. I wish ass cancer on you and someone to insert a a carolina ghost pepper in your urethra that film is fantastic i agree this could have been a good or even great comic book adaptation the beginning promises a lot with dark visuals a well-created and intriguing atmosphere and some well-done action sequences sadly after the first minutes the plot gets derivative and predictable wrenching an interesting and original concept this urban futuristic an edgy look at vampires ends up being a letdown consisting of in sequences of random fight scenes with plenty of gore, plenty of gore moments, loud music, cardboard characters and campy acting. This is unfortunate since it has some creative visual elements, which aren't enough to make it more than a bad B movie. That's just way too ridiculous to take seriously. It's not entertaining, even not. It's not, it's, it's not even not. And it's so bad. It's good way. So the disappointment is even bigger innocuous sign the ghost of bishop bishop desmond tutu (laughs) and now of course so i'll ask delvin cox i think the answer is obvious did ra from the sts podcast did he finally barely barely Uh,
3: i think barely yeah because we got what two two fives and a seven so that's a meh. meh
1: i mean he made his points and yeah, he you, made and, his points. And you acquiesced. Okay. I, I, I think you did. I think you got your first there, pal. Congratulations. Congratulations. Take a bow. That'll one te- of my babies. That'll teach you to point break. <laughs> Hope you're happy. <laughs> Delvin, Delvin, he ran into that same uh, wood chipper in Fargo with that one. And, of course, we can't close out without, of course, asking who's funnier, ChatGPT GPT or KG. KG, a minor 23-0 lead against ChatGPT. GPT. I've copied and pasted three jokes that I asked ChatGPT to write about Blade because, honestly, I don't want to torture my friends by having any more than three. Okay. Why did Blade become a vampire hunter? Because he heard it was a bloody good career choice. Boo! (laughs) Get that shit out of here! Get the keys out. (laughs) What's Blade's favorite type of music? Hip-hop, of course. He loves anything with a good beat and lots of stakes. That might be racist. <laughs> I don't know how about that joke. <laughs> but the stakes part, I don't understand how I don't even get the stakes music. part. I don't,
3: either, yeah, no. I don't
1: know. Why did tripping?
3: I don't know about why that. Did,
1: why did Blade start a gardening club? Boy. Because he wanted to show everyone how to properly handle garlic. Nah. Get that sandman. Get that, that sandman, sand sand Delvin Cox. Yes.
2: Absolutely not. Yeah. And this is why and this is why they are writers.
1: Yeah, ChatGPT zero kg twenty five boys. Always a pleasure when I assemble two of the pals of the show. It's always an honor and a tribute to fly these fly these friendly skies with you. Thank you, Rob Patrick, for everything that you do for the show and for coming on tonight. Thank you, Delvin Cox, for sitting bitch next to me and riding this co pilot seat into the deep eternal sky. We'll see all you next time. Take care.
0: Save big on your Memorial
1: Day barbecue,
0: all in the Kroger app.